Amen, I say unto you, unless you shall convert and become as little children, you shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. In nomine Patris et Fidi et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Ave Maria. So we have a double feast today, the feast of the dedication of the Church of St. Michael the Archangel, which we're celebrating, hence the white vestments, etc., with a commemoration of the Sunday. So it's a two-for-one special. Let us consider the humility today, the three points, the humility of children, the humility of angels, and the humility of men and women. First, the context of the gospel today, of course, the apostles, they always come out in not the best light. They're conversing, and what are they asking? They're asking the question, who do you think is the greater one in the kingdom of heaven? They want to know who gets to sit in the fancy chair. Okay. The response of the Lord to that question is this. He's speaking to his disciples, obviously. Amen, I say to you, unless you shall convert and become as little children, you shall not enter the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall humble himself like this little child, he is the greater in the kingdom of heaven. Now the Lord says, this little child, it's not abstract, it's very concrete. There's an actual child there in the gospel account, okay? Well, let's look at that interaction. We have to, we have to supply some things that are missing from the account, okay? So what did the child in the gospel account do? Humility of children. Here is the verse from the gospel today. And Jesus, calling unto himself the little child. So just pause there. Okay, so compose the scene in your mind. In order for that child to respond, what must have been happening? He must have been hearkening. Hearkening. He must have been paying attention with a loving gaze at the Lord to be able to do what the Lord was going to ask him. But that's part two. So part one, hearkening didn't have to speak, just standing there, looking with an attentive, loving gaze, which, as you know, is the fundamental attitude, disposition necessary for prayer. So that's what the little child was doing, hearkening. And then what? Jesus, calling the little one to him, stood him in their midst. Okay? So now what? We have hearkening linked to obeying. So we don't have the words or the motions of the Lord in the gospel today. We don't know. So you can imagine our Lord saying something like, Mateus, or whatever his name was, just stand here for a moment, will you? Or whatever he said. So there's a hearkening and obeying. Hearkening and obeying. We'll get to the humility of men and women in point three. Point two. The humility proper to the Anjali. Okay? Humility of the angels. We might not think of angels as being particularly humble in the choir, but they are. 
They're big and powerful and glorious and full of intelligence, but that does not puff them up or make them proud. How is that happening? Angels also hearken and obey. Hearken and obey. How do we see that? First point, the names. God gave them names. Just like he gave to Holy Father Adam in the garden the power and the duty and the right to name the animals, the lower ones, and they hearkened and were called by name. They obeyed the name that Adam gave them. So too, God called each individual angel by name. Michael, Gabriel, Raphael. And just like everything else God named, he put himself into it, his own divine love into it. We see this in a very unique way, (laughs) you can use that phrase, in a quite unique way, the angels, since like God, they are pure spirits. And so even God's own name appears in the name of the angels. So Michael, you know, the question, who is like God? No one. Raphael, pardon, Michael, ah, yikes. Gabriel, strength of God. Raphael, medicine of God. So those angels hearkened to the name that God gave them and obeyed their mission. They did what God wanted them to do and always do. So, staying with the angels here, how about the one in the garden, the bad angel? He has no name in Genesis 1, Genesis 2, Genesis 3. No name. It merely says, the serpent. It's very important, every detail important. He has no name. He refused to be called by the name that God had given to him, to be the best, to be the prince of all the angels, the top. He said, non serviam, I will not serve. That's fine. Now, you've refused the name I've given you, you will not hearken, and you will not obey, that's fine. Now you are cast out. Hope it works out for you. Point three. The Catechism, by the way, says that the damnation of the devils, the demons, is irrevocable. So, that's the Catechism. Point three. The humility proper to men and women. Again, it's very simple. We have to hearken and to obey. We have to hearken to the name that was given to us at our baptism. The name that was given to us at our confirmation. The name that we may have taken in holy matrimony. The name we may have taken in religion. These also are hearkenings and calls to obedience. We see this perhaps in the most profound way in the rule of Saint Benedict. The rule of Saint Benedict, the founder of Western monasticism. Very important, Holy Father Benedict. The very first 
verse, we can say verse, the very first verse and second verse of the rule of St. Benedict, the absolute foundation of all Western monasticism. What's the first word? Ausculte. Hearken. Hearken, my son. Incline the ear of your heart to the precepts of the Master. St. Benedict to his sons. Fundamental position, a disposition of prayer and also of humility. Holy Father Benedict continues. Write readily, accept, and faithfully follow the advice of your affectionate Father, so that through the labor of your obedience, hearkening and obedience, so that through the labor of your obedience you may return to Him from whom you have withdrawn because of the laziness of your disobedience. So, St. Benedict will later say in the rule that it is a rule for beginners. It's uh, true. It's a very gentle rule, and it's very capacious, you can say. There's lots of room for human flourishing and authentic human freedom in this context of hearkening and obeying. And it's a school, as St. Benedict says, a school for beginners in which everyone is a beginner and always a beginner. St. Benedict, after 60 years or whatever, having been the abbot, having been the abbot for 60 years, he's still a beginner in this school. Because in this school, we're, we're, always, we're always beginners. Well, as a closing bit, uh, well, there's the Tadeum, which is sung as we sang it uh, at the end of the Confirmation. That's very beautiful, the Hymn of Thanksgiving, in which many of the choirs of angels are included. So I encourage you to go and read that today and pray it. You know, hopefully you know that one a bit better than the one I want to mention. In the Greek liturgy, the liturgy of St. John Chrysostom, that is, Eastern churches, at their divine liturgies, they have what they call the cherubic hymn, the hymn of the cherubs. It's not just for cherubs, it's also for seraphs and everybody else. And the people, the people sing the cherubic hymn. I'll just end with that because I think it's a nice way to kind of combine the angel bit with the human bit and show what the fundamental disposition of both angels and humans is. We who mystically represent the cherubim and chant the thrice holy hymn to the life-giving trinity, let us now set aside all cares of life that we may come to receive the King of all, who comes now, invisibly escorted by the divine hosts.
God bless you and Ave Maria.